Hi, I'm Zach. And I'm Danny. And this is Welcome to Undergrad. We're two college seniors. That's us. Tell you all the tips and tricks veteran students picked up throughout their college careers. So if you're stressed out about college. Or don't even know where to begin. Relax. Buckle in. And welcome welcome to to undergrad. undergrad. And we are back to Welcome to Undergrad. My name is Zach Smith. Joined here by Danny Mudvari and Cindy Cruz. A very special uh, guest here today. He's going to be talking to us a little bit about Student Gov. She's been a really great sport. Suffered through the entire show. Made it to the last (laughs) segment here. And now uh, she's ready to talk about her experience. All right, Cindy, you're, uh, you, you said you ran for student, gov, uh, uh, yeah, student government and you, you ended up winning the position. So before we go any farther, I guess, what position exactly are we talking about here? So I'm going to go ahead and correct you a little bit. Okay, yeah, yeah, <laughs> so, yeah sure, sure. Um, I'm, I'm part of, I was part of student governance. And by saying student governance, that involves the UTA ambassadors and student governments. Okay. So I know it sounds a little bit funny. <laughs> so... I actually ended up running in campus elections three times, and I did win my position three times for different categories. So I did become a UTA ambassador my first attempt. And, you know, I actually got the opportunity of doing it before COVID. And, you know, before COVID, elections can get pretty pretty intense, not going to lie. <laughs> so I had to I had the ability of working out my, my campaign and my quarter flyers and having a campaign team to go and distribute my flyers for me. So... Going to elections, you do have three to five days to, you know, go talk to people, table, mention like, hey, my name is Cindy Cruz. And don't be confused, but we're Cindy Cruz. Nice slogan. (laughs) It's my slogan. And, you know, I had the opportunity of creating different statements. So um, one of my favorite quotes and my favorite kind of go-to phrases would be, um, if given the privilege, I seek to represent and then the position titles such as like UTA ambassadors or the College of Engineering to the best of my ability for the STEM-based community. So um, I had that wonderful opportunity of campaigning, and I did actually end up getting the most votes for being a College of Engineering Senator. When you become a College of Engineering Senator, you're part of the Senate, and that's where you vote for resolutions. So in addition to that, while I was the College of Engineering Senator, I became a Community Affairs Chair. So you do apply for that position, and you get elevated. So then I had my own team of five senators. So in that time, I was able to work on five different resolutions. And one of my p- most popular ones was uh, Resolution 2005 Hydration to Go. The names are a little bit corny, I'll admit it. <laughs> <laughs> but um, it's basically distributing wa- water bottles around campus. So our resolution basically, I don't know if y'all know, if you were in person during COVID, but at certain help desks, you got water distributed for free. So what we ended up doing is looking at the budget and the senators and I talked about the resolution and we basically coordinated a team and the faculty and admin to distribute those water bottles around campus at certain help desks. As so, a born and raised Texan, I can say that that was probably a very good resolution to to have around campus. Oh no, it was, <laughs> it was greatly helpful, especially because the the water fountains were turned off. So mm-hmm. every time you were like, "I'm dying of thirst," while walking between campus, <laughs> and there's like, "Oh, we actually have water bottles." I'm like, it's "Triple, thank God, <laughs> triple degrees heat." Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Now, uh, going to back up just a little bit, talking about uh, running your campaign, it's probably very tricky. Uh, running for any kind of type of uh, position at UTA because not only do you have to uh, tell people to vote for you, you have to tell people how to vote for you. Mm-hmm. Uh, that uh, To me, that would seem like the biggest hurdle is just uh, you, as a regular student, you have no idea that this student gover- governance is even happening in the background. So you got you to gotta make uh, people aware of it. Am I wrong? Yes, that that's very true. Okay. I'm not saying that you're wrong. <laughs> Let okay, me clarify okay, yeah. that. Yeah, that no, is very good. true. 
So before COVID, you had to physically go in into the university center, the Galleria area, and they'll give you, you'll present your student ID. Um, without your student ID, you won't be able to vote. So they'll collect your student ID. ID. <laughs> they'll collect your student ID and they'll give you a specified username and password where you go in basically, like if you were voting in, you know, big elections, you'll put in your information and you'll select those candidates. So for example, like, I'm engineering, so then I will see College of Engineering ambassadors or College of Engineering senators or along something of those lines. But, you know, if you're a liberal arts, you might see your representatives for the College of Liberal Arts differently than I. Mm -hmm. usually, oh, go ahead. Usually we don't have a lot of people running for the College of Liberal Arts uh, for whatever reason. I don't know. It's not that we have better things to do. But, <laughs> but uh, what's it called? No, I actually, they were asking me if I was interested in the position, and I said yes. Uh, before I knew that I had to take a couple more jobs than I than than, than I, I was going to, and then uh, I had to quit student government. But I was going to join as a, as a uh, senator first of, of College of Liberal Arts, uh, and I think it's a great opportunity for anyone that's interested in doing something like that. I mean, you get to vote on things that affect all of our, all of us as, as students, like such as the water. And I remember uh, the most noticeable, uh, well, at least in my memory, last year was the one where uh, we could get the pass and fail. Uh, what's it called on on our classes? Unfortunately, they they didn't get approved by the the by the teacher by the faculty, uh, but it did get approved by the students. So those uh, the student government student governance and the student government are fighting for you uh, to have better a better quality of life here at UTA, whether it's waters or whether it's passing and failing your classes depends on uh, on what the subject is. Mm -hmm. So I was going to personally say I had the opportunity of doing a one minute speech for the whole Senate. Um, I don't know if you've ever seen. Have you ever been to a Senate meeting? But you're basically talking to almost like 50, 60 people, and you're advocating for a specific resolution. So I'm obviously in favor of the pass and fail. I think that it was a wonderful opportunity, especially for those in engineering that had that second chance. And, you know, unfortunately, you know, getting accommodated to that engineering mindset, sometimes you do end up in probation. So, you know, not it doesn't mean that you're a bad student. You just need another opportunity. And I was really in favor for the pass and fail because I've seen a lot of my personal friends come back up and I know that they have the ability of doing the job in the real world. It just so happens that they need a little bit more work in the on the classroom. <laughs> so just so we're all on the same page here, the this pass and fail, was this the one that happened during COVID? Like when everything went online, there was that institution that that it was up to, to the teacher discretion if uh they well, I think at sometimes it was departments, sometimes it was up to teacher discretion if uh that class could be turned into a pass or fail. Is that what we're talking about? On here? the on the first semester of, of COVID it was passed but it was approved by the uh, students and the and the faculty and it was it was implemented on the second semester the students were trying to pass it again so that we could have that opportunity on the second semester but the faculty didn't end up passing it okay so i that this is all good information for me because i don't know what happened to that it was it was definitely <laughs> helpful the first time but uh you know it, the the covid really has just uh, mm -hmm. hit the university system incredibly hard and yeah. so yes yeah, so it's resolutions that this that make student governance worth it Mm -hmm. Yeah, so I think it's a great opportunity to step out of your field, especially going into engineering. I've always thought about, well, you're not only going to be working with engineers in the real world, so you, you might as well branch out. You might as well go have fun. And one of the things that I'm very appreciative of is learning how to follow parliamentary procedure. So um, being in Senate, you have to be very professional, and you're not saying like, oh, I think this argument is, is not the best. You're, you'll basically be addressing your comment to the Speaker of the Senate. And then that way your argument is, or your discussion is a little bit more um, followed with procedures. So that way the meeting actually flows kind of smoothly. 
So I think that's that's something that I really appreciate um, student governance that allowed me to do here at UTA is learning how to separate my feelings and seeing the argument and seeing the big picture. So I, I mean, I would recommend anybody to join for campus elections because it definitely did change my perspective and how I go into my my career. So is it like set up right off of the U.S. government? Like we, there's a Senate, there's a House, there's a executive branch. Is there all of that? Yes. Yep. Even and a judicial branch. Judicial branch. Mm-hmm. That's probably um, like plagiarism and stuff, right, if I had to guess? Uh, like they, they would review th- cases like those? So the, the judicial branch, they actually look into the financial concepts for student organizations. So gotcha. they have the program assistance fund and the program assistance fund, it, they're supposed to be $30,000 $30, allocated um, every semester. So then there's money allocated for like $15,000 $15, per semester. And then student organizations, they go and petition for that money. Mm-hmm. And then the judicial branch will determine if they get that money or not. Yeah, We've run into that with UTA radio some when you when you're like trying to make studio renovations, you need that that money. And so, OK, that's who that's who you petition to. See, it's all clicking into place now. <laughs> uh, everything has a process and you just it's about cutting it through enough red tape, even here <laughs> at university. Uh, well, that is actually about all the time we have. Uh, thank you so much for coming in and talking with us, Cindy. It was a uh, very, very uh eye-opening some of that conversation at the end there. You had really great uh, uh, chiming in with uh, great comments uh, during the entire show, and it's been a pleasure to have you. Thank you very much. (laughs) All right, so that's about going to do it for this edition of Welcome to Undergrad. Thank you so much for tuning in. Uh, We're going to be back to uh, see you next time. Uh, Thanks for listening to Welcome to Undergrad, and this has been utaradio.com.